Hi, this is the Primal Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, podcasting, podcasting from Sydney, Australia. This is the Primodcast, independent, unfiltered, and uncensored. Beginning in three, two, one. Bobby Sauce, how are you, man? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. So you were a part of the Global Freedom Rally back in November. Uh, with Andy Anderson. And man, from that, I um, jumped on your Instagram page and started to look at your content. And man, you know what? There's your spin on the situation, man. It's fucking hilarious. And it, it's authentic. It's real. And um, yeah, man, I just wanted to get you on here and have a chat and uh, see where things are. And so whereabouts are you located? So I'm in South Florida in the U.S., the, probably about the last free place in America, but certainly the most free place um, with the exception of some states in the Midwest, but definitely the most free from all of this madness. So I'm glad to be in Florida. Yeah, man. Uh, to my, it's Texas and Florida are the two you yeah. hear about regularly that are sort of not caught up in it all. Yeah, exactly. And like, we have a really great governor in Florida, um, Governor Ron DeSantis, and he has been kind of leading the way on the data and just being a great leader that doesn't, doesn't bend the knee to these psychos. Um, so we've all been really thankful here in Florida that he's been like that. And when you are in other states, not Florida in the United States, it's like another world. You're just like, how could this be so different? How could people be so subservient in the exact same country um, just over this invisible line? It's, it's sad really, but I'm, I certainly am thankful that I live here. And if I didn't, I think I would have moved here in pretty short order. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, have you noticed the influx of people coming through? Yeah. So the, the three biggest, the three biggest population increases in the United States are the state of Arizona, the state of Texas and the state of Florida. So there's tons of people coming here. There's um, the real estate is going off the charts. There's condos that are selling. And even just personally, I know, I know a handful of friends that have just moved down just in the past couple of months um, where they got out of New York or whatever other state they're from. So, um, and I think it will continue on that path because what I keep saying to people is like, there will be another issue and they're going to find another way to gaslight everybody about the next theoretical crisis. What that crisis will be remains to be seen, but there will be one. And it's good to know that the leaders in this particular state at this time um, are on our side the vast majority of the time and, and don't cave to the to the the will of the mob. The mob was yelling all of this stuff and and our governor stood up for it. He appointed, you know, he appointed people into health positions that were real doctors that were really on the ground that really knew what was going on. And no matter how many people were shooting arrows at him and calling him all types of names and accusing him of X, Y, and Z in the main newspapers, he stood strong and like, and the numbers and the economy and all the rest have, uh, have been rewarded as a result. Yeah. It must be some pressure on him though. When you think yeah. about it, he must be under huge pressure to fall in line with the rest. And it's a credit to him for, for standing his ground. And I guess, well, obviously he has the people's interest at heart and it's something you don't see. And we're seeing that here in Australia to a certain extent where similar to the US, we have obviously we're, we're a country where we've got individual states and, you know, each of those states have premiers and it's, you know, you'll find a few of them um, are worse than the others. But even then, like our lenient 
I guess you could call them lenient ones, like we've got here um, in New South Wales. Our Premier here is very, um, compared to the rest anyway, seems to be quite easygoing, not as anal about things, but still, I mean, there's still mask mandates in place at the moment. Um, So again, we're not completely free by any means. And, you know, it makes you wonder if we'll ever get back to that point prior to COVID, whether we'll go back to that, where there's no QR codes and no masks and um, vaccine mandates, which we have. Um, not on a federal level, but on a state level. So the federal government uh, wouldn't uh, implement vaccine mandates because it directly violates the constitution, right? So they can't do that. So what they do is they just pa- they pass it down to the yep. state to the state leaders to implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, uh, myself, I, I lost my uh, job back in um, like September, October because of the vaccine mandate, and, and I worked in mental health. So I worked uh, with hospitals with with the health department. Um, and man, I love my job. I was in a management role, so it's extremely unfortunate, especially when you work through the pandemic. But before the vaccines were, were even discussed, um, you, we worked through that, um, and you're congratulated and, and appreciated for the work you were doing. And then it's all of a sudden, no, sorry, you know, we can't have you here anymore. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's not nice and it's unfortunate, but it's not just here; it's a worldwide issue. So I guess you're extremely lucky to be where you are. And I guess, do you have anything over there at the moment in terms of any mandates or anything of that nature? So in Florida, I mean, in the entire United States, there are mandates for, I believe, healthcare workers. Um, And I believe that you, I believe that that is the case. That might be the case in Florida as well, because they accept um, for like any, any facilities that accept Medicare, which is like most which is like most healthcare facilities, like hospitals and things like that. Um, as far as the, um, as far as federal mandates, no, but there are mandates in specific states and specific cities for certain things. Um, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to stay outside of it because I'm in Florida. And also I happen to be self-employed for the last 13 years. So even though these things don't affect me, I understand how many people it does affect. And there's been so many people, even since the beginning of when I started making content and people listening to it, um, people would message me and say, you know, my husband is a police officer in New York and I can't post anything online or he'll get fired. His job is in jeopardy. He can't post anything or my wife is a nurse or I'm a nurse or whatever. And all of these people were muzzled in the sense that it's like they worked their whole life to get this job, especially like a doctor or somebody that got mm. placed um, through this long, rigorous, expensive process. It's like they're trapped. It's like, if you, if you don't take this residency or if you don't take this position or whatever, it could jeopardize your medical career. So all these people felt trapped. So I kind of felt like that would be something that I could kind of step up and at the very least talk about because I have like nothing to lose really. I've been independent and generating revenue for myself, um, doing internet tasks and a variety of things over the years and being an entrepreneur. So it's like, it affects me the least of anybody. So I was like, that's the type of person that needs to speak up the most. The person that like is not going to lose their job or lose their career or whatever else. Um, so I kind of felt like called to that in a way. Yeah, it's people don't understand how important it is to speak up. I mean, even if you have a small platform, even if it's just your personal Facebook with your friend, uh, your family and friends, I mean, it makes a difference. And and what's surprising to me is that the amount of people in my inbox on Instagram and whatnot, man, you're talking like, world-class athletes and actors and musicians and all these people that are that are not happy 
um, and they're speaking out against it, but they can't really post it or share it publicly because they'll lose um, contracts and sponsorships and all the rest of it. And it's like, man, when have you ever been punished for being honest? Like they're just being honest, sharing their opinion. That used to be something that was admired. If you stand up and you share your, your feelings on an issue. And even if it is, I guess, against the grain, um, you know, it's something that people would look at you and go, you know what, at least he stood up and, and spoke his mind. Now you can't do that. You get threatened with, as I said, contracts, sponsorships. Um, and so that's a big problem as well because you've got a lot of people who could probably change everything. I mean, if all of these people were to start sharing it, I'm talking people with millions of followers yeah. that are messaging me about it. If they were able to share their their feelings about the, the matter, then I guess it would go a long way to making a difference and making a change, but they just can't do it. And I understand it. I get it. Well, my friend, my friend, Ian Smith, he's been persecuted by the government of the state of New Jersey for opening his gym during all of this madness. They were trying to lock him up or lock his gym down. And he's, he says this all the time. He's like, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. He's like, it's not going to be easy. And you've seen professional athletes and the like, step up and say that like Aaron Rodgers in the United States and, and um, some basketball players, Kyrie Irving and others. And like, you're seeing more of them start to step out, but even them, like they already have and have amassed certain degrees of fortune. So it's easier for them to, so we need more of that, but it's like, we, we all have to, we all have to understand that throughout human history, there have been truth tellers. There have been people that have told you the truth about what's going on that have always been persecuted. And that has happened throughout human history. And the reality is that way back when they suffered certainly a lot more than we're suffering now. It's like you lose your job. Okay. People are going to dog you in your social circle. Okay. But this is the most redemptive period in human history where you could find your tribe on the internet. You can find people using these hyper-efficient methods, as opposed to just being like, you're kicked out of the town and that's it. You never see that guy again. So it's like, as bad as it is, people have been persecuted throughout human history for doing the thing that was right and just and true. Um, it's like they burned books in the town square. It's like they, they oppressed people and put them in jail for political crimes and thought crimes and so many other things. And if you go way, way back, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, it's like the one scientist that knew whatever they would persecute that guy. I think it was, I forget who it was, but there was this one um, doctor that he started looking at dead bodies and started investigating how the bone structure worked. And it, I believe it was the church that persecuted him. He had to like hide and hide his drawings of the human body and the bone structure because it was against God's will to be doing this with these bodies. So it's like there have been people that have realized that what they what they needed to do was the right thing for the world. And they were willing to, they were willing to recognize that if, if it's not them, then who? The difference is now is that all of that persecution is spread out across hundreds of millions of people. I would argue that this is the easiest time to ever speak up and ever stand out because you're getting almost rewarded for it in real time. Many of those people, they died and were they, they were long dead and buried before they got their redemption. Look at someone like a Nelson Mandela. It's like Nelson Mandela was in prison for decades before he gets out and becomes the leader of his, you know, of his of his nation. So I think that as bad as it is, it's a tale as old as time. It's like, it's like history, history kind of repeats itself. And this is nothing new. The, the, the difference is, is that we grew up thinking that the world was shiny 
and clean and good and nice. And all we have to do is watch the TV and here's the guy in charge. And, you know, I'm going to go get money and, and have a nice life in a white picket fence or whatever. We didn't realize that the forces of evil are there. They've just been able to hide a lot better. Yeah. And I mean, if you go through history, you'll see that it's something that's always been there is from time to time shit goes wrong. And just, uh, I was doing a podcast last week and uh, with um, a local Australian uh, documentary maker, great documentary. If you haven't checked it out, man, have a look at it. It's on YouTube. It's called Battleground Melbourne. Yeah. Is that with, um, uh, what is it? I, I talked to him actually on, uh, on Instagram once. Um, geez, what is his name? Um, one of the gentlemen, one of the gentlemen that, that made it. And I watched him get, I watched him get arrested on, uh, on Instagram. He got arrested at his house. What's the gentleman? Was that um, Tufferfield? Yeah. Topher. Yeah. Yeah. Topherfield. Topherfield. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I've spoken to him on Instagram before. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy, man. So I was talking to him last week and um, he was saying a similar thing where there's a doctor, he actually done a little um, documentary piece on this as well. A few years ago, there was a doctor who made the discovery of, so before they knew about hygiene, there was these doctors that were handling dead bodies and then going yep. to deliver babies. Yes. And all the bait, like the birth rates were low and the mothers were getting sick and all the rest of it. And this guy figured out that if you sort of clean your hands between it, um, it reduces the, the death rate significantly. Right. I mean, he implemented his own hospital and that guy was persecuted for that. Right. Exactly. They went after him for that. Now we know that guy was 100% right. Yep. So, there's been, and that's just one example. I mean, there's probably there's thousands of examples of, of similar things where, oh yeah, when it when there's a narrative and that first line sort of step out of that and go, no, that's wrong. This is what's happening, or this is what needs to happen. Those people are always persecuted. It's been forever. Same thing forever. Yep. And this is, I believe, this is another example of that. But what I do believe is happening is that people know. So these people in power know very well that something's not right. Because yeah. the people in power aren't stupid, Correct. right? So they why are they going along with it? It's either for personal gain. Maybe it's out of fear. I'm sure some of them, they're scared to come out and speak out against their party or whoever it may be. Yep. But you've got a lot of people working together, which is very unique. And, you know, if someone would have said this five years ago, you'd almost, you'd call bullshit on it because you'd say, well, the internet's here. How can people, how can this happen? When we have the internet, people can talk to each other and, and people like you and I can talk and it can reach thousands and thousands of people. Yep. How the, It's impossible for them to get away with something like this, but it just shows you that they can get away with it. How? Fact checkers, huge problem. Yep. Massive problem. And not only that, deplatforming people, Dr. Malone and I think a day or two before he went on uh, the Joe Rogan experience, he was deplatformed, he lost his Twitter account. Yep. So that's how they're controlling it. They control yep. it externally through agencies that claim to be fact checkers. These fact checkers, uh, which we now know to be opinion checkers uh, from Facebook, they've said that themselves. Yep. It's opinions and it freezes science in time. So when I made comments six months ago, so when I spoke to Dr. McCullough back in August, he said openly, it will not stop someone catching this virus. It's not going to happen. They'll catch it and they'll spread it. The vaccines will not work. Um, and when I was sharing snippets of that, it was getting removed misinformation no vaccine 100 it offers not 100 but it offers protection you won't catch covid if you're vaccinated that's what they were saying yeah right? so my ship was removed and it's like well now we know without doubt that you can catch it and in fact from what i'm seeing locally probably a bit more likely to catch it right and spread yeah. it so 
but you can't, they can't take that back and go, sorry, you know what? You were right and we were wrong. They're not going to do that. So it's a huge problem that we've got and it's a global problem. Yes, it is a global problem. Well, this is the thing is that the vast majority of people do not do not obtain information outside of the mainstream flows of information. In the United States, the primary pieces, the primary information flows to your average everyday person are through the Associated Press, Reuters, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, your mainstream radio stations that you turn on in the car, and and uh, uh, NPR, another radio station in the United States. And then all of the magazines, newspapers, television shows, and all the daytime shows, all of them just cross-pollinate the same information with each other. They have a group of elderly women say it. They have the sports guys say it. They have the comedian night show guys say it. And they're all regurgitating and circulating the same information and cross-pollinating with each other. A person that's printing a new book gets interviewed on the Today Show and then goes on the Tonight Show and then goes on the Morning Show. And they just recirculate all these people. All of this information collectively represents probably 95 to 99% of the information that your average everyday person consumes. And if they don't consume media from those sources, they get it from their friend groups and social circles who also consume from those sources. The, a very, very finite amount of individuals are independently researching, fact-checking, looking at both sides of an argument, because the only way you could do it is on the internet. If you're not an internet person, if you're not a computer person, the likelihood of you reading long-form content on your phone is very low. So you probably have to have a desktop or a laptop. Now it's a subset of a subset of people reading long-form stuff, searching, putting two windows up on two screens and comparing them, spending all the time that it takes to cipher out to the real truth. Because people don't do that, they're extremely easy to manipulate. It's like you can manipulate people by controlling what happens in the social circles and what they're talking about, what they're talking about by just controlling and having an umbrella over all of those flows of information. Anything that's not there, they take it out. Then you go online. Well, there's four companies or five companies that control the entire internet and the vast majority of the information there. If you can get your talents in each of those sources, now you control all flows of information. The last piece is like text message. That's like the only thing that's left, but you can't shotgun it out to a ton of people. So they understand that if they can control all of these sources, they can lie straight to your face. They don't even need to, they don't even need to hide it. There's a video of Fouch or a video of Biden or a video of whomever saying something. And then six months later saying the exact opposite thing in HD 1080p video, you can see the dates. And people still don't believe it. So it's like, if you can lie straight to my face with video proof, why even try to, why even try to tell the truth? You know that you're in control no matter what. And that, and the reason that they're going to continue on that path is because your vast majority of people doesn't want to investigate the time, doesn't want to invest the time to change it in their own life. They don't want to put that time in. They won't want to put that work in. And then even if they did, they're afraid that let's say they realize the truth. Now you're on the other side. Now you're like almost obligated to tell the truth. Now, any person that you know that says the line, you got to be like, nah, I'm not going to wear 
a diaper in this restaurant. That's not doing anything. Now you're out of your social group. You're out of the church club. You're out of the, you're, you're not on a, we're not playing cards with you on Sunday. So it's like, People like don't want to break from the tribe and what you and I are doing and what all of these people that were that history will look back on with reverence is we're trying to tell people like you need to pay attention. You need to pay attention because they're they're lying to you straight to your face. And this is not the last lie. There are many to come. And it's like, they're coming for your body. They're coming for your freedom. They're coming for your voice and they're coming for your children and they're coming for future generations. And if that's not enough to light you up, to start speaking out at the very least, then you're, you're cooked and there's, we can't help you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's unfortunate. That's the case of a lot of people where I've presented, I don't necessarily, I don't waste my time anymore with it. You know, if somebody's interested um, they'll find out. There's so many ways you can find out the facts. But, you know, the problem is this, the, as you said, the average person, let's just say they're on Facebook scrolling through their newsfeed right? and their, their friend or sister, whoever it may be, shares a piece of information that says, um, if you're unvaccinated, you're 60 times more likely to die, right? What they will do, they'll go, what? They'll get that headline and they'll Google it, right? Google. Now, what you'll find is all the mainstream platforms, um, and online news uh, websites and all the rest of it, you'll see the same thing on Google, right? Just right. regurgitated information down the first page of Google. Now, if you type that exact same query into something like DuckDuckGo, right? You know DuckDuckGo, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, you'll get a variety of results, not just regurgitate the same thing. It, you'll have, you, you will still find those stories there, but in the middle of that, there's an independent who's gone, listen, that's bullshit. This is why that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so important. And Google, let's be honest, they censor a lot of shit. They, they manipulate things. They you know push things to the end of the line and they do what they, they're doing. And the average person is not going to go on DuckDuckGo and search their career. They're going to go on Google 100%. So that's where a lot of the problems lie. Is they, they work together, as you said, they work together and they just tell the same story in a circle. So no matter where you go, you're hearing the exact same story. So then it becomes truth. I yes. mean, if you search for something and all you can find is, you know, something that just corroborates what you've been told, then you're going to think, you know what? Okay, well, must be must be the the um the truth. And a lot of the times it's not, um, or it's just manipulated to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Now, what we've I read the um the COVID there's a there's a department in New South Wales Health called the COVID Intelligence Unit. Um, I speak about this regularly, and I post little snippets from there, because they um, they have up to date data, and it's 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 raw data, right? So you can interpret it. There's only one way you can reter- interpret it, and it's factual, right? So I, I look at that; they update weekly, and um, I think at the moment it's about seventy two percent of all hospitalizations are double vaccinated. So over seventy yeah. percent, right? And there's like well under thirty percent unvaccinated. Yeah. Um, and I'll see that. And then I think it was like a day or two later, there was a, a news thing on, on Channel 7, which is one of our mainstream networks over here, our TV networks, um, saying that, you know, elective surgery is being put on hold. And you know what the media do? They use the worst, like they use the saddest example of someone like this old bloke who could barely fucking walk, right? And they'll say, look, yeah, look at this guy. Look how sick he is. He's this sick. Right, yeah. And the reason is because the hospitals are full of unvaccinated people. That's what they said explicitly. Hospitals are overfilled with unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. You've just fucking lied. Like blatantly lied. 
I know for a fact that's bullshit because I've just read it from a government source, right? So you're lying. Yeah. But, but there's no accountability. And if I say they're lying and I say, listen, this is the truth, right? I could probably get fact-checked and censored, right? Yeah. Even though what I'm sharing is 100% factual. And look, they're lying and there's no accountability for it. But unfortunately, I know that I know they're bullshitting. You know they're bullshitting. But the average person who sits at home and consumes it doesn't know that. Right. So what it does then, it puts in their head, look how selfish these unvaccinated people are. There's that poor old bloke there who's about to die who can't get a surgery because it's full of unvaccinated people. When I, In fact, it's not. So, But again, the average person won't look into that. They won't do their own research. I'll just take it on face value. Mm-hmm. And even to the point where there's studies, Right, so they'll make some claims, uh, like this COVID report that I was just talking about. They, they'll put a claim on there about why it's good to get a booster shot. It was some ridiculous figure that I knew by reading it was bullshit. Yeah. And when I was reading it, they, they have their sources at the bottom. I thought, oh, I'll click on it like I would. I clicked on that study, that particular study. Um, at the bottom of the study, this study is funded by Pfizer Inc. These, whoever's about three or four people are that, that were involved in the study, They'll list it there as a conflict of interest. Are either employees and or hold shares in Pfizer Inc. I'm thinking, what fucking person would believe that? Who would read that and go, you know what? They're, they're talking about a, the benefit of a Pfizer booster shot. And nearly every person involved in that study either works for them or has shares in, in Pfizer. And the study was funded by Pfizer. That's yeah. like going to Ronald McDonald and asking for his opinion on the Big Mac, right? Yes. You're not going to get an honest answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing a lot of. And they know that they can get away with that because the average person isn't going to look at the cited study and actually read it, let alone go down to the bottom of that and check the conflicts of interest. They can get away with it. They're exactly. lying. As you said, they're lying to your face, but the yep. average person just doesn't see it. Yeah, that's right. And I think that I think that they, this is kind of like the tough part about it is that, have you ever watched, have you ever watched a, a movie or a TV show where the cop kind of like breaks the rules because they know that the bad guy did it. So they kind of like bends the rules a little bit or he'll like do something with the evidence so that he can, you know, justify it. And it, it ends up being that he's right. Right. And that they, they actually do get the bad guy, but he bends the rules a little. And it's like, kind of like justified. It's like the ends justify the means. There are probably a lot of people in the system that generally feel like that. They're like, you know, it's not such a big deal that we censor people because they're lying. They're lying about, you know, vaccine misinformation or whatever. And they feel like what they're doing is right for like humanity. I bet there's a lot of people in the system that feel that way, that they know what they're doing. They understand what they're doing is outside of the boundaries of what they should do, but it's justified because it's going to save lives or whatever, however they perceive it. But mixed all in with them is the people that understand that they are driven purely by power and greed. And they understand that those people are on their team as well. So they play off of those emotions to convince everybody in the chain to believe that way. They're like, look, look, the ends justify the means. We're the good guys. We can, we can lie a little bit on the police report because we're going to get that bad guy before he gets somebody else. And I feel like that's how they play it. They emotionally manipulate everybody on their own side, just as much as they emotionally manipulate people that are on the other side of it. It's like they gaslight everybody on the other side and they emotionally manipulate the people on their side to say, look, 
we're going to, we're going to change these search results. We're going to censor this person because they're killing grandma and all of the people up and down the chain believe that what they're doing is generally right. And then meanwhile, the people at the top that are really calling the shots, they're in it for the power and the greed and the money and all of the rest. And they're just like, Oh, cool. Pfizer's making $93 million of profit a day. Yet somehow people are so clueless that they can't understand that that's a massive incentive for not only shareholders, but, but, but officers in the company to be incentivized to do this. And everybody kind of like, for the most part, people that are kind of like soulless and spineless, they have like a threshold where they'll get to where they're like, you know what? I got to get mine. I got to take care of my kids. I got to send my kids to college. I got to whatever. And everybody has this breaking point. And all of the people that have limited money, unlimited money, the people that are really in control, billions of dollars, they understand that, that everybody has a line. And it's like, oh, like, I noticed that your daughter needs a really expensive surgery. You know, uh, let me help you with that. Really appreciate all the good work you've been doing here at the organization. And that's the type of shit where it's just like, that person will come to a conclusion where they're like, do I let my daughter be sick from this surgery? Or do I do this thing that might be kind of shady to the public? Stack that up on hundreds of thousands of people, little things, you're going to get the job you want. You're going to get the position you want. You're going to fast track up through this company, whatever. It's like you stack all that on top of each other and it makes a perfect picture of how all of this stuff is like that. I feel like when you watch like really complicated um, like drama TV shows, that's kind of what you get. It's like, there's a couple dudes at the top that run the whole chain and everybody else is just falling in line and making sure they take care of themselves. And then they want to be like real honest and good, but then something happens. They make a mistake and then they use that mistake to like blackmail them into towing the line. And I feel like that's happening like in mass around the whole planet. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And what's strange to me is that you can have these, like we now know, any, everyone knows, the average person knows, even if, they don't, even if they only watch mainstream, they know that they've been lied to now. They know that. You've heard, I've heard that, um, and let me say, he's a diabolical psychopath, is Fauci. Make no mistake about it. The guy is a right. psychopath. Yes. Right? He's a fucking psychopath. Now, <laughs> he's like Dr. Evil, right? Yeah. So he said, you can't catch COVID if you're vaccinated. You can't catch COVID. Not going to happen, right? Yeah. We all now know that you can, right? That's just one lie. There's many of them, right? right? At what point do people start saying, you know what? Maybe, maybe these people that we've been labeling as crazy for the last 12 to 18 months, how about we listen to them? Or at least, don't even have to believe it, just listen and read right. and research. And because you look at people like Fauci and all these other people at the top, they have everything to gain from this first and foremost power and control yep. right and i'm sure i can guarantee you fauci has probably made more money in the past two years that he's ever made in his life right? yeah for Correct. sure so they've got financial motive they've got power and control now what if they're lying just think about that what if they're lying and we're right and i'm not saying i'm right about everything i've been wrong before but you know what i do i acknowledge that and, I, and I'll turn around and say, listen, I fucked up. Sorry, error in judgment. Or this person who I, I don't want a doctor, right? So when I hear something from a professional and I repeat that to my audience, I take that on as my responsibility to, to give them the facts. I don't want to lie to them or deceive them or lead them on. So, but when I'm wrong, because the person I've spoken to is wrong or information data has changed or whatever the case may be, 
I will acknowledge that openly, that I made a mistake. I'll edit the comment. I'll put a story up and say, this is wrong or it's changed. And I take ownership of it and I move on. That's what the world needs. Not people to be right because no one is right all the time. Now, if Fauci was to stand up there and say, listen, I fucked up. I said, you know, I believe that uh, you couldn't catch it if you were vaccinated. Uh, Now I know, which is just the nature of science. It's ever changing. My apologies, right? You would go, fuck, you know what? That's, that's, you'd be more inclined to listen to him and believe what he's saying because you know he holds himself accountable. But they're not doing that. That's the problem. They're just yeah. moving along as if nothing's... Like, you told me that I can't catch this if I was to get vaccinated. I'd be right. pissed. If I was vaccinated, because here we were told that once you get your, your double, your two shots, that you no longer have to wear masks, right? You can travel freely. You get your, your freedom back completely. That's what yeah. they were told. They were sold a story. Yep. Now, the vaccinated people that have double shots, they're walking around in masks again, right? And they haven't got freedom. Right? So you go, now they've been told to get a third shot, which they're trying to reclassify here. It's not going to be a booster shot anymore. It's going to be part of the original two shot, expanded to three shots, right? And that's going to become mandate. They're going to mandate that. Yep. If I was them, I'd be fucking pissed. Because a lot of yeah. people didn't want to do it. I can... Look, I guess we can all speculate, but a lot of people only got it because they felt like they had to get it. They wanted to go back to normal or they had to do it for work or travel, whatever the reason was. But, you know, I reckon it'd be surprising. I reckon nearly half, probably 50% of people only went along with it because they felt like they had to. And they just wanted to do it, get it over with and go back to normal. Yep. Yeah, they got intimidated. They got shaken down. For sure. Now, I was I was fortunate that when I well, I wouldn't say fortunate because I wasn't in a great position, but I mean, um, at least I had something when I when I uh, got told to you know move on because I wouldn't <laughs> get the jab from my, my employer. Um, I'm fortunate I had something to build on, little something. I've had my platform and my my podcast and and whatnot. But man, these people that have nothing like imagine just being a single parent, single mother or father, and exactly. You're responsible for everything. You're trapped. Right? So imagine you have to, you'd have to do it. Doesn't matter you how much you didn't to. want to do it, you'd have to do it. Correct. It's you, you're you're coerced beyond your control. That's right. And I feel, man, it, it's I feel so sorry for those people because, Same. man, it, it's it's the it's like if you're coerced into wearing a mask or you know staying at home and locking down for months at a time. But we're talking getting something injected into your body against your will. Yes. Right? It's like evil. Evil. It's like you're, being evil. Ra- you're being raped with a needle, let's be honest. Right? Yes. That's right. And it's something you don't, you don't want to do. I mean, I've had people message me, like, shaken up by it, like, in the lineup, ready to get vaccinated. They're saying, oh, like, yeah. I'm fucking having an anxiety attack. I don't want to do it. And I get that because if I was in that position, I'll, man, I don't know how I would be. Yep. I'd probably bail at the last minute. Right, I, I don't know if I could go through with it because, not because I'm scared of a needle. That's ridiculous. No one's scared of a needle. We all do it, but right. it's just I don't want to take part in this shit. Yeah. Right. So I feel for those people, man. I really do. And knowing now that they've been lied to, on top of that, and they're now going to be that 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 single parent who had to go ahead and get two jabs to keep their job now has to go and get a third shot. Otherwise, they've they've had the first two for nothing, and maybe one for their kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I say I seen that Fauci the other day. Um, well, I think it was the was it New York Post or something? Is that a publication yeah. over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, saying that now Fauci is saying that children under five are yeah. going to be getting vaccinated in the near future. And I just, I retweeted that. I said, just, can someone explain why? Like, why? Okay, fair enough. You want to, a lot of people have suggested it's liability protection. I think what it is, dude, is I think that it's like, if someone will let you cut off their finger, they'll probably let you cut off their whole hand. It's like, it's, it's already done. You've already dehumanized them. You've already demoralized them. You've already let them know that they are not in control of their autonomy. They live, they live in a trap. You live in a biomedical control state and that's it. So I think that that's the thing is like all of these people, it's like once they get it and once they convince everybody to do this, they could essentially convince you to do just about anything. And that is the grave, that is the grave issue. Sadly, you and I, and probably the vast majority of people weren't tuned in enough to all this stuff before this happened. And a lot of people were, but the most, but most people were not because they didn't think that it was going to come right for the jugular this fast. And here it is. But what we have to understand is that there will be another thing and it will be worse and it will be soon. And if they were able to get away with this, they're going to be able to get away with that. And to me, I think that the most obvious one that I can see is the climate. And I could, I could see in the very near future, them just being like, you can't eat meat more than five pounds of meat per month because of it's bad for the cows. It's bad for the environment. You can't drive more than X miles per year. You can't fly on public transit more than X miles per year. And you know, who's going to be able to do all that? all the rich people, the people that they can't track, but they'll monitor your car insurance. They'll monitor your uh, flights that you purchase because they go through the, uh, through the federal aviation or FAA. It's like, they're coming for your throat. And this is just like step one or really step 500 of a 5,000 step plan for like complete and total domination. And it's like throughout when I was growing up, I, I, I paid attention to all the conspiracy theories and I, I think about this, this quote from this comedian in the U.S. often. His name is Ron Funches. And he says, he has this joke where he's like, he's like, you don't believe in conspiracy theories? He's like, I get not believing in all conspiracy theories. But you don't believe in any conspiracy theories? You think the government's coming out here just batting a thousand? Like they're not, they just never lie to you ever? So it's like, you have to assume that like a small percentage, at the very least, a small percentage, 10%. Of them are true. And if you look at how nefarious even just 10% of them are, it's like they're gonna they're gonna keep coming for you. And a hundred years ago, looking at what they're doing now, people would have been like, you'll never get away with that. And the reason it keeps happening is because people don't want to pay attention. So we have to be prepared and we have to enlighten people to say, you need to be keen to this now because they're gonna come and it's gonna be climate, it's gonna be gun control, it's gonna be some shit. It's going to be currency. It's going to be crypto. It's going to be one world government. It's going to be something. It's going to be alien threat or whatever it is, but they're going to come and they're going to scare a whole lot of people real fast at a, at a, at a rate faster than they've ever scared people in the history of time. And we're seeing like the AB test, like phase one of, of how much control they can exert. How far can they go before the world pushes back? And like, if we don't stop it now, it's like there will be nothing left. And, and it's not that there will be nothing left because people won't be willing to fight. It'll, there'll be nothing left because the vast majority of people won't even know that they should fight. They'll just think that it's right. They're so brainwashed that they're gone. Yeah. And, you know, I said something the other day. I, I, I think it was, a, it was a tweet. I put a tweet out and I said that COVID, to, like, when I look at it, COVID's just foreplay. They haven't even stuck the tip in yet. 
That's coming. Right. How yeah. that will come, it, will, it could be, as you said, I'm of the same opinion that it'll be something to do with the climate. Because you can yeah. see they're, they're already they're already lubing that 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 story up, right? Oh, yeah. Ready it's to fuck us with one. it. We have to unite together. One world, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, China is just like pumping into the atmosphere and they don't, no one cares about that. It's just like, because they know you don't care about the data. And if you can't get the information from a source readily available, they know that the society will tell you you're crazy. They've already manipulated them to ostracize anyone with an opposing view. That's part of the game. That's part of the strategy. These people are hyper intelligent and they understand the behavior of human beings. And if you can understand how to emotionally manipulate people, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And that's exactly what they're doing at scale with a lot of really smart people because they probably believe it's right. Oh, we're saving the environment. That's what I'm saying. It's like, out of 100 people in the chain, I will bet 85 of them are manipulated and 15 of them really know what's up. And there's your 100 people. And like, yeah. that's what's happening. They really think like to their core that this is right. Like we got to not drive to save the atmosphere or whatever is the case. Yeah, man. And you know what's crazy? So our, so they've just started vaccinating the kids here like maybe a month ago now or beginning of January, five to 11 year olds, right? And I've actually got the figures here. I'll read them to you because- It'd be obviously different to the US, but uh, where are they? Here we go. So zero to 19, right? So a fucking fetus to a 19-year-old, right? There's been 311,000 cases. This is since the beginning. Right? Over 300,000 cases. In the world? Uh, in Australia. Oh, okay. Of cases of COVID, right? Have a guess. Out of that 311,000 cases, how many people have died between ages zero to 19? I know in the United States that it's less than a thousand. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you here, it's six. Yeah. Six, six Six. fucking people. You could fit, you could fit them in a fucking car. Yeah. That's how insignificant that number is. Obviously every death is tragic. Of course, especially when you're talking about younger people, but ultimately you're not going to end that. Like it doesn't matter what virus it is. Could be influenza, could be COVID, could be Ebola, could be whatever the fuck it is. People are going to die. It's unfortunate, but it's the way life is. And, yep. you know, so that, that brings down the, the case fatality rate to 0.0019%, which is like, you know, the chance of survival is fucking 99.998%, right? Now, but parents are still vaccinating their kids based on those figures, which is fucking, to me, I've got five children, right? So I've got kids. Yep. There's no fucking way in the world I would inject them with anything. I don't care how fucking safe it is. With those odds, well, if I said to you, oh, if you want, you can drive to the shop, you know, but there's a 0.00019% chance of an accident, you're still going to fucking drive to the shop, right? Mm-hmm. But yet people have some, I think it's due to the fear and the manipulation by the media and the politicians that people yeah. just have lost completely, lost the ability to, to look at risk and make an, a calculated decision. Like- yes. That's exactly what's happened. And that's fear. Well, when people are scared of something and you have someone like the government who are standing up, they go and listen, yes, you should be very scared, but don't worry. We'll protect you. Right. Exactly. We'll look after you. We'll look after you. Don't worry. Just, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be better soon. Just listen to what we have to say. If you don't yeah. listen, you're going to die. So listen to us. Right? That's yeah. what they're doing. Right. So these people are going, fuck, I don't want to die. 
and they start listening they start buying into it and then they just become consumed with what they're being told and they completely doesn't matter if the fucking if one person has died from a million they still won't have the ability to look at that and go oh that's nothing right because they've been told that listen to us we'll protect you you need to get vaccinated and they're just they're just going along with it um i know with with kids um here now um so our, the kids go back to school here on monday like next week and uh, it's it's they want to test all the kids twice a week. Rapid antigen test twice a week for the kids. I've got a son starting kindergarten, five-year-old. There's no fucking way in the world. No, none of my kids will be doing it, but especially him. Imagine starting kindergarten. That's that's enough for a kid as it is, no, let alone right. fucking shoving that thing halfway to their brain twice a week. I won't take part in that. Yeah. Um, my oldest son starting high school, right? So he's 12, gone on to 13. Um, for them, they have to wear a mask six hours a day, all day, wear a face mask. Again, no fucking way. Get suspended. I truly don't give a fuck. Yeah. Stay home as long as you want uh, because I feel like I'm doing, I don't, you know, he had COVID. He had COVID about a month ago and um, you wouldn't know unless he told you, right? So, right. which is for most people, but it's just, we've lost the ability to think critically. We just, not all of us, but right. unfortunately the majority no, exactly. I'm sure it's the same over there in the US. It is. It, it is. And it. that's why this message is so important. That's why what we are doing in our own little way is exactly what the world needs. It's like we need micro content creators that are putting out information that cause people to think differently. If I, Dude, it's like I would wager that you are probably not very different than me in the sense that you don't want to talk about this shit. We don't want to sit on here and talk about this. We would much rather talk about jokes or talk about like growing our Instagram or, or, mm. or life or bullshit about whatever. We don't want to do this, but we feel like it's our duty to do it because that's how we can contribute back to the world. That's if we drop dead right now, we would know that we put out something that caused people to think a little differently that hopefully contributed back to the world in some positive way. It's like, this is what the world needs these types of conversations. It needs the person that's listening to this right now to be even interested enough to get to this content in the first place. We have the capacity to change the world in very profound ways by simply changing the way that we behave in our own everyday life. And I do believe that we've gone so far because people have been passive observers to the game of life. And now our generation, all right, it just clapped us right in the face. And now, unfortunately, even though we didn't make the mess, sometimes you got to clean it up. It's like when I was a kid and I made a mess, my parents cleaned it up and they didn't, they knew that I made the mess, but they got to do it. It's just, that's just what it is. If you want to do it, you got to do it right. You got to do it yourself. So it's like, all right, we could, we could, we could foment on how bad it is or how, how could they let it get this far? Or we could start trudging forward and start building the dam so that we're prepared the next time the flood tries to overflow. And it's like the way that we do it is by having conversations like this, creating content like this, and hopefully changing people's minds so that they do critically think and that they look at this shit and say, this is obvious now. The more people pay attention, the clearer the story gets, the better the world becomes. I have said on a couple of podcasts recently, if every person just gave 10 minutes a day, to looking into this just 10 minutes listen to a podcast on the way to work on the way home at the gym just listen 10 minutes read a different article that you wouldn't have read 10 minutes a day i think the world would change profoundly from simply that and it just goes to show how 
little the vast majority of people are involved because 10 minutes a day is probably 10 times what they're putting into it. Yeah. And you know, it won't take much to realize like you don't have to look, you don't have to look that far under the surface to see that, Oh, hold on. There's a fair bit of bullshit sprinkled around in here. Like, okay. Like the, the problem is as well. And, and this is what it does. It pisses me off because there's some people out there that, um, you know, are speaking out as well, just like we're doing, but they're a little bit too extreme. So they're denying that COVID even exists. Right? Yeah. Now those people are, are, are causing a fucking problem that just don't realize it. And they're sharing their opinion and they're more than entitled to. But unfortunately that opinion, you know, when someone listens to that, they think that everyone thinks that, yeah. you know, that everyone believes that. And, and the media do a good job of portraying that. So, you know, when they talk about someone who, you know, they'll say, well, they'll start talking about uh, vaccine misinformation, right? And then in the next sentence, they'll liken it to the flat earth. They'll liken yes. it to microchips and fucking Bill Gates controlling the world from his laptop and all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they do it. So when people hear that, they automatically link, okay, vaccine misinformation, flat earth, crazy, crazy people, right? By design, by design. By design, That's they do it. And then exactly you have, you you'll have the, the, the late night shows, which... I've seen a few of them now. Like you got, what's his name? Um, Fallon, whatever his name is over there. And there's a few of them that yeah. do it. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Yeah. And they'll take the piss out of it and put their own spin on it. But what they're doing, again, um, they're, they're spreading the same narrative, but they're just doing it in their own way, their own format. And yeah. it's, it's boxing everyone in that doesn't go along with the agenda. They're making it look like they're, they're just nutcases because they all believe in flat earth and microchips. It's not the case. And I think if, if people just, open their minds, listen. And um, man, Joe Rogan does a great job of that. Now, Joe Rogan is someone that's, um, man, I've been a fan of his for a very long time. Yep. And back when his podcast was in double digits, maybe triple digits, but long time, right? Long, long time. And yeah, he's yeah, always, yeah. he hasn't changed. He's always Sorry. questioned things. And uh, in fact, he had a TV show called Joe Rogan Questions Things or Questions Everything or something like that, where he was questioning <laughs> things, right? So, yeah. but that's what makes him very unique and, and, so successful yeah but now the problem is he's questioning the wrong thing right according to them yeah according to them he can question whatever he wants but don't you dare question the government don't you dare question our narrative and if you do that and because he's got such a huge platform huge audience it's given them it's causing them a huge headache they've got a problem with that's right yep and and the problem is as well is okay because i know he moved together from when i think Dr. Malone went on there. He was saying he went he to get it. He did create a getter account. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he uses it. Oh, because mm. I've seen him speaking about it. But the problem yeah. with that is that those platforms are great, right? For what they are, what they're designed for. The problem is it's not going to help. It's not going to solve the problem because the people that don't believe us are not going to be on getter. They're not going to be on, I think, other one's Gab. I think Trump's got one coming out, Truth Social. They're not going to go on that. They're going to stay on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all those platforms. So it becomes an echo chamber where we're just talking to each other. Like we know that's up. We know what's up, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to teach, you're going to tell me anything different to what I already believe. So therefore, like you're wasting your time, essentially. If, you're, if your goal, which is my goal, is to just share information, uncensored, your truth, whether you're right or wrong, when you come on my podcast, you have a right to express that. And it's up to people who listen to go, he's wrong for this reason. I'm not going yeah. to censor you for, for that. Um, but at the moment, man, the minute you say something that goes again, they're going up and that we can't even have that opinion heard. Right. Um, we're going to censor it. Um, mm-hmm. 
so again, but it's a world, I was on a worldwide scale. Um, and man, you can see the world starting to revolt in certain places. Canada, that 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 convoy of trucks, man, holy fuck, that's like what was it 70 Ks or something? I think it's 50,000 trucks, yeah. Shit, you see, and now conveniently he's fucking been in contact with somebody with COVID. Um, and now he's isolating. Oh, Trudeau, yeah. That's what Trudeau, I said. Yeah. He's got all the symptoms of uh, of coward 19, not COVID yeah, right. 19. Exactly. He's, he's hiding. And that's exactly what's happening, right? hundred percent. I made a video about that before. I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. You like conveniently at this most crucial time, like that's complete horseshit. And it's like, this is the most tested and monitored person, like in the entire country of Canada. You're telling me this guy couldn't take seven tests a day, be really inspected by these doctors, measure his levels and go back the next day. He's got to sit at his house for five days. That's horseshit. And it's just, it's just a perfect it's a perfect play. Anybody that pays attention with even the slightest bit of, of effort can see how obvious all of this stuff is. It's they're slapping us right in the face with it. I mean, if you look online, there's videos of like just Fauci himself. It's like him saying one thing and then two months later saying the same thing, saying something different and then flipping and flopping back and forth. And there's all these supercut videos on YouTube of him saying different things. Well, they're not on YouTube very much anymore. They're on rumble or wherever. Yeah. Um, but all those videos exist. And it's like, there they are in plain sight. The, the leader, the um, Rachel Lewinsky, the director of the CDC in the United States, she said, go get the shot. You're safe. You don't need to wear a diaper anymore. You don't need to wear a mask anymore. And then a couple months later, oh, well, it actually can't do this because they know that people, people don't care as long as they make them feel warm and fuzzy, they know that they're not going to look into it. And at this point, these people are so bought in that anything that questions them just being blindly subservient to the narrative means you're a Trumper, you're a Republican, you're a conservative, you're an extremist. And they don't want to be on the, they don't want to be on the losing team because they've made it very clear that if you choose to join that team, we will eviscerate you in the public square. At least that's what they think. What you and I realize is we realize that that's actually actually raising the stock of people like Joe Rogan. And as the winds of time and the, and the gears of time continue to crank, people will look back with like at those people with reverence and look back at the other people as tyrants and cowards. And I think that hopefully what this helps everybody understand is that right now there's Joe Rogan, but three years from now, there should be 3000 Joe Rogans scattered all around the world that are all building up their own micro influence. Cause there will be a day when Joe Rogan stops making podcasts and there needs to be a thousand people that replace him and the best will rise to the top. And we need to create this, this parallel economy of people that don't believe in shutting voices down that understand that conversations are how we evolve and grow. And, and, this hopefully is the shot heard around the world, so to speak, where it's just like they came for our jugular. They got real close, but we finally realized that they poked the bear and hopefully hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people started consuming things like this, felt encouraged to speed up, speak up, spoke up in their friend group and their family, then their social circle, then their town, then their city, then their county, then their state, then their country, then the world. And if everybody just started putting just to, you know, put the dollar in the jar every day of that, we could turn this stuff around because these people are going to age out and the truth rises to the top and we're fighting good versus evil, in my opinion. So I think we win in the end, so long as we keep doing this. Yeah, it's definitely good versus evil, 100%. And unfortunately, I think good people are trapped on the wrong side. 
I think there's a lot of good people who are just, they're stuck now. What do they do? They're invested in the narrative. They can't speak out against the government. Um, A lot of them, like I've seen a lot of um, doctors in the government where they look uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. They look uncomfortable. And you're like, they probably want to say something. Like these doctors know. Like the doctors that advise the government, they know. Yeah. They must know that this is bullshit. They do. Or some, or some of what they're being told is bullshit. They have to know that. So, but they can't speak out. So you got a lot of good people who are trapped, unfortunately, on the wrong side. Because when this shit started, mate, I was, I'll admit that I was a bit concerned. I'm like, you seen all them bodies drop in Wuhan? You're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, so right? was I. Yeah, you're like, holy shit. And and yeah, man. And they're like, you need to lock down for two weeks. You're like, no problem. I'm happy to do that because fucking yep. people are dying. And, and but then it, it, that's when it sort of kept going on and they extended the lockdowns and this and that and the vaccine started the vaccine was really what went hold on what the fuck's going on here we don't we can't get forced to get vaccinated that's what really started it but i think a lot of people invested at the beginning and um i only invested my my uh opinion of them on the matter where other people invested their career and their livelihoods in 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 helping the government um like these doctors that advise them and now they're stuck yes they're stuck in it and Man, you know, we've seen it. Like, there's been, there's extremes. People have gone missing in the past. People need to understand that, right? There is, there's definitely been times throughout history. Trying to tell me that the government has never shut someone up. Of course they have. Of course they have, right? So, or they'll be publicly embarrassed and just humiliate them to the point where it destroys their life. So, there's good people stuck on the wrong side, definitely. Um, But there's no evil people stuck on the good side that's the right. thing that's the that's thing right. it's right. important that's to remember point. that that's but point. it's man i mean joe rogan is extremely important extreme we're all important we all play a part everyone obviously joe rogan's the most you know the most listened to and the most significant but every single person i don't give a fuck if you have a podcast with two listeners you're doing your part yes. right because all of my take is the one person to come through and listen to it and go shit maybe we've been lied to so you can't, everyone is doing their part. doesn't matter how small your audience is or how large your audience is. But what was good to say the other day was Neil Young literally canceled himself. I know. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I was sitting there and when he made that claim, I'm like, there's no way in the world, purely financial, because they've paid him a hundred million dollars. Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's a huge investment. They're going to want to yeah. get their return. Oh, and they're making, I'm sure they're making money hand over fist. I mean, the most popular, the most popular news show, in America, which is Tucker Carlson gets like 3 million or two and a half million views. And he's getting 11 million. Like you're talking three, four times. As many. Yeah. It's like it's, that's it's shot crazy. in like a sound studio by a professional organization that, that he's got, you know, a multi-million dollar contract every year. It's like, this dude's like chilling at his house like yeah. at his, <laughs> at his and, studio, and pumping out yeah. 11 million views, like smoking cigars and, and like smoking a joint and bullshitting. And um, yeah. Man, I powerful. love that. But I love that though, because it, it just goes to show the person he is. He, he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed over the years. And, and that's something that he's changed a little bit, but that's just because times have changed and he's obviously gotten older and, and, you know, but he hasn't changed to please people or please a particular side, which I like, yep. but you know, it was good to see that, that, that Neil Young canceled himself. I must admit, but ultimately, you know, if that was me or you, Spotify would fuck us off. Do you know what I mean? It's because of who Joe Rogan is. Yeah. Right. They're not going to get rid of Neil Young's music to keep my podcast on there. Right. 
but they were with Joe Rogan. But it's a win. I still see that as a, as a win. And it, it's made a statement now. Who's the next person that's going to go with Joe Rogan? They're going to have to think twice about it, right? Because they know it's going to happen. They're not going to win. So that's right. He's in a very unique position where he can call the shots because he's as big as he is. So come okay, after so. him if you want. If he was anyone else who'd been canceled fucking months ago. Yeah. Well, you yeah, no, it's, it's true. And that's the thing is like, it blows my mind that more high level public figures are not sounding the alarm. And it's just like, they're all afraid. It's like, there are a lot of uncancelable people. Like there are a lot of people like Joe Rogan that can't be canceled. And those people are not speaking up because they have, and like, what would be the reason that they don't? It's kind of like you said before, it's like, you have all these financial ties. You don't want to jeopardize your empire being soured. And they know that. And it's just like Joe Rogan is stacked and he knows that no matter what happens, he's got a comedy career. He's got whatever he's got. He's, he could do stand up the rest of his life and be fine. Um, and like people like, and, and people like Kyrie Irving, like kudos to that guy. Like this guy said, I'm not going to do it. They told him he can't play. And then all of a sudden he's playing again. This guy happens to have, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you were new in the NBA, if you were a, if you were a first year rookie, you don't have all that yet. You're going to throw your career away. So it's like more people like Kyrie Irving and more people like Joe Rogan and more people that are in those positions of power, they need to stand up. And luckily there's been a lot of people that have done that. And I think more to come. So it's like, even though it's not moving at the pace that we hope, um, I do feel like the, the tide is shifting because it's really hard to lie forever. It's really hard to pull such a huge grift on everyone in perpetuity. You can get away with it until you can't, but it's going to be on all of us to keep spreading the conversation and having people realize that if you look into this, you'd be as mad as we are. Yeah, well, I think that's already happening. I think to a certain extent, yeah. it's up. I really believe that. I think people just aren't scared anymore. There yeah. are obviously still people who are scared that walk around or drive around in their cars with a mask on by themselves, and there's those fucking lunatics, right? Yeah. But then I think the average person is starting to go, Oh fuck! I'm sick of this. Yeah. I don't believe it's as bad as they say it is. I've seen, but and and the because we've been pretty good. I think we've had like in the entire country from day one, we've had about I think now it's like 1.1, 1.2 million cases, but only two and a half thousand deaths right, if from that, over a million. If, if well, that's even if that's even correct, it's like okay, how many pre-existing comorbidities? How many of those people are 200 pounds overweight? Not that they deserve to die, but it's like there's a lot of things that can happen to people. And it's like, if you have, if you're, if you could be terminally ill with, with cancer, you could be, you could be in a car accident and they could say that you have, I mean, you could be 83 years old where you could have died from the seasonal flu. There's any variety of reasons. So it's like, if they would goose the numbers for all of this other stuff, it's like, do we even know that that's even accurate? So it's oh, like, for sure. we don't, we don't know anything. All we, all we can do is like, look at the world around us and give it time, which we have. It's like, we've given you the time and you guys have been tyrannical. And it's like, so, all right, like we're good now. Now it's like, I don't buy your, I don't buy your BS anymore. And it makes you kind of question everything they presented to us, even since the jump, not whether or not it's real, but their reaction to it has been totalitarian across the board, objectively and without like with absolute certainty. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, in New Zealand, there was a case um, oh, probably about maybe two or three months ago now where a guy was shot. He died. He was shot twice. I think it was twice yeah. he was shot and he died. He had COVID. They put him down as a COVID death. Yeah. The guy was fucking shot. Yeah. He had bullet holes in his body. 
And they're yeah. saying, yeah, but COVID death because you had COVID at the time. And that's how they manipulate it. That's how they manipulate deaths. That's how they manipulate hospitalizations because a, a, an article not too long ago was published that said the majority of people, well, it was, I'm not going to give you a figure, I'm not sure, but it was a huge amount of people that were in, presented to hospital in New South Wales, were in there for another reason and just so happened to test positive with routine testing in the hospital. So they're going with a fucking broken leg and they're being That's tested, right. oh, you got COVID. They're being listed as a COVID hospitalization, but they're really in there because their legs snapped in half. Yep, that's right. right. So it's it's been manipulated from day one, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, testing, this mass testing that they had. They had it here where you couldn't leave. So if you lived in a certain area here, you could not leave your town or your city unless you had a positive test, a, a negative test. So you couldn't go to work. So if you lived in certain parts of, of, of Sydney, if you wanted to go to work, you have to get a test every three days to show you a negative. That <laughs> they're searching, like they're searching for cases for sure. And you know, you're gonna find them, but they're testing sewerage. Like I think they I don't know if they still are now, but they maybe for the from day one to only recently, they were testing the sewers, like to find out if there was COVID. They were searching shit, literally searching through shit to find COVID particles. To say, oh, this area, this suburb needs to be on high alert because there's COVID detected in the sewers. That's how extreme it got, right? Now, that wouldn't be necessary for a real pandemic. If it was a real pandemic, you'd fucking know it was there. You wouldn't know. If there was no news, you wouldn't know because everyone that I know that's got it, you'd think, oh, they've got a case of the, a mild case of the flu. That's it. You wouldn't have to be paid $200 in a gift card from the government to go and get a shot after it's been available for 10 months, if it was really something that people were actually scared of, because that's what they're doing. I mean, in Minnesota and the United States the other day, they were giving families $200 gift cards. If they were bringing in their children to get vaccinated that, that were under the age of, I think it was like under the age of 14. It's like you bring in a 10 to 14 year old, you had a $200 gift card for bringing them in to get vaccinated. I'm like, dude, he, that's, that's fucking illegal. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. There was that's a kid. Blackmail. There was a kid in the United States where he uh, he got a free piece of pizza at school. It was like a twelve or fourteen year old kid that uh, got convinced. They were like, "We'll give you a free piece of pizza," or like, and they did it for ice cream. There was another place in the U.S. where they were giving out ice cream cones for kids, like in the park. If you come and get vaccinated, we'll give you an ice cream cone. And like, that's the type of stuff that's been happening. And it's like the people are not really that afraid. Like if you, you, if we were all afraid, if it was really as, as severe as it, as it was, people would be lining up down the block to get it. You wouldn't oh, have to sure. pay. You wouldn't have to pay them to get it. You wouldn't have to have a marketing campaign to get them to get yeah. it. They, but you know what? Yeah. And that, that tells you straight up. If it was Ebola, for example, I'd be the first one to go and get a shot. I don't give yeah. a fuck if it was not, you'd risk an adverse reaction. Because you know, the op- if you get the virus, you're probably going to be fucked. So you'd be willing to do that. But man, what we're seeing here now is is there's a, a youth organization who runs on TikTok. What's their name? Uh, youth, uh, youth, uh, some youth group um, funded by the government. So it's like a youth group. What they do is they make content for kids, in yep. particular teenagers. Um, and they put out a video. And what it was, was these two... Uh, it was two girls, like a relationship, girlfriend and girlfriend. They I saw that. Trip. You seen the that one? The one where they were like, where they were like going to the movie theater. They were on like a date, like the two girls, the 14 yeah. year old, 40 year old or whatever. Yeah, man. That's fucking disturbing. Like, I know. <laughs> keep in mind, 
the, the people that make that video are funded by the government. I know. They're essentially, they're grooming children. Yes. You don't need your parents' consent. Just, just don't worry about it. Just let's go yeah, on a, like, let's go on a vac state. It's fucking repulsive, right? So, I know. and you're seeing the little messages, subliminal messages in there as well, like the, the mask pull up and all the rest of the shit they do. And yeah, it's dude. like, man, like, stop trying to normalize this. It's not normal. Like, if I was 14, when I was 14, I was a fucking moron. Right, as we, I think most of us were. We all were, for right? sure. Easily manipulated, for sure. Definitely. Easily, easily, easily controlled. Easily, easily persuaded, for sure. Especially by yeah. authority figures, dude. When, when, have you ever watched like an old timey commercial, like a commercial from like the sixties or from the fifties, and they're just like, they're like, they're like, give your, they're like, give your broad this like vacuum cleaner, and she'll clean the house while you're at work. Yeah. That- yeah, you, you watch it now and you're like, whoa, like, I can't believe that. Dude, later they will look back on these things and be like, I can't believe people were stupid enough to, to watch this, to see this and not see how obvious it is. It's like future generations like us, we look back. It's like if you had a, if, it's like if you had an issue back in the day, they're like, oh, we got to bleed you out to get the uh, poison out of your body. And it's like, then they die on the table. It's like hmm. medicine has evolved so much over the years and people have been so crazy that when you look at it now, like the example you said before with the bodies and then the babies, it's like, that's the type of stuff. People are going to look back on this and they're going to be like, wow, what a bunch of cowards. Like, I can't believe people let these tyrants like run them into the ground. Like that's so disgusting. And it's just like, where do we want to be remembered? Not that that's the only thing, but how do we want to be remembered? Because they're going to look back on this and be like, wow, you guys sat there while they just stuffed it right up your ass. Like, you guys really got, you got bamboozled. And it's so obvious that it's like, yeah, it's blatantly obvious how they're getting away with it. Yeah, man. And you know what? When I, I look at my, I look at my kids, right? And I feel very sorry for them. I know what world, well, not what world they're going to grow up in, but what, if they had their way, the government and everyone else involved, how they would be living their life when they're a teenager and adult. And it's fucking, as a father, it's scary, man. I, I feel bad. Right. Like I can't look at them and know I'm doing nothing. Right. Right. Whether you fucking stand at the front with a poster up and you hold it up or whatever it may be. Like I couldn't do nothing though. I couldn't do that as a man. What the fuck? I'm, I'm letting my kids down. Like it's my job to, to protect my kids. That includes protecting their future. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't look at myself in the, in the mirror as a, as, a, as a father or even a man if I was to just sit back and know what's happening is wrong, but just stand back and go, you know what, fuck it. It's, it's just, it is what it is. I couldn't do that. And yeah. they've been demoralizing us for a long time. Yep. For a long time. And, and you know, I've I done a, it was like a one-day event where I sat in with this group and, and it, was, it was called the Aware Campaign. And what they were doing, they were talking about the problems that are facing kids, right? And the main one is porn. Porn, like at the moment for kids is fucking bad compared to when i was growing up and you and it wasn't yeah. like you had to work hard to get porn yeah yeah like i was knowing someone who had a dvd they stole off their dad or whatever like that's the way you would watch it yeah. well now it's just fucking google search there's no id checks you just fucking jump on them and watch whoever you want get fucked no problem now <laughs> yeah. you know what's crazy but is that the type of porn is becoming it's so deranged where back when i was a kid like if you got some lesbian porn that was like extreme you're like oh shit, i got some lesbian porn that was like Right now, it's like fucking. You, you'll see like stepkids fuck their step parents, right? Yeah. It's like what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, and that's like one of the more popular uh, types of content, which is disturbing because you know that these kids are growing up watching that shit, right? Yeah. And and man, that's concerning. It's like whoa, shit. Like, what what do you think is going to be normal? Like, it's it's so sick. 
But this has been happening gradually over a long period of time. We're talking messages in Disney movies and fucking advert- yes. like ads on TV and yeah. and you see all this shit and you're like, uh, I can, yeah, you can't really say much at the time because it's only this much. But I, when you look back, you're like, okay, we were getting fucked for a long time. They just done it in a way where we didn't know. Gradually, what they're doing now, gradually, yes. gradually, gradually. And I think that's a problem. I really think that people are so demoralized at this point where they think it's it's completely fine to, to lock people up for not being vaccinated. They believe that's okay. There's people out there that yeah. do, that call for oh, that to happen. Yes, they think you should go to jail. There was like a, there was a, uh, there was a, there was a, um, what's it called? A, uh, a poll was taken. It was like a, po- I forget what the exact numbers were, but it was like a poll of Democrats in the United States. They, they sampled like however many thousand Democrats and they said 50% or 45% of the Democrats that they asked would support like keeping people at home, like, like the National Guard forcing people to stay home that like weren't vaccinated. And a variety of, and it was like some astronomical number. And you're just like, oh my God, I don't know if it was just Democrats, but it was like, that is absolutely right. Because like I said before, it's like, if you believe that what you're doing is coloring outside the lines, but for a greater purpose and that the ends justify the means, you'll do anything. And if you've been emotionally manipulated to believe that the ends justify the means, You'll let it happen. You'll let sick and twisted things happen to good to good people. Inhumane, evil things happen to good people, and you won't even bat an eye because you believe the ends justify the means. There was like a there's a thirty something year old man in Boston in the United States, I think just this week, that was taken off the list for a heart transplant because he refused to get vaccinated. And they're just like, you have a heart transplant. And we're not going to give it to you because you won't do this. And their justification is like, oh, he could die right away. And then it's the waste of the organ. And it's like, it's like, this is a human being. And like, they would rather this guy die than, yeah. than give it to him. And like, they, they come up with that justification, but how accurate is that even? What evidence do they even have that that's the case? But nobody's going to even look into it because they don't care. Cause they're like, the ends justify the means he has to suffer because his suffering will convince the next thousand, 10,000, 50,000 people to just go get vaccinated and be compliant. And they think the ends justify the means. It's like he, his, him dying, him being the sacrificial lamb will save other people. And that's how they look at it. They don't care about the humanity of how insane and sick it is. They don't care about the, the young boys that are developing myocarditis. They don't care about that because they believe that it's going to save 5,000 other people. So if that person, if that kid has to be sacrificed, they don't care. The ends justify the means. And that's what's so sick about all this is that they've been emotionally manipulated to believing that that's, the, that that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, I had, um, uh, my daughter was born when uh, about five, six months ago now, and the end of August. And when I was in the hospital there for one of my my wife's like appointments just prior, like a few weeks out from the birth, and I was waiting in a room because we weren't allowed in, right, for examinations. Like the fathers were not allowed in the room, right, which is fucking crazy in itself, right? Yes. But I'm sitting there in a room full of other dads, right? And we were like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like some dads were in there, like they were their their wives were in trouble, like they had something seriously going on. And they couldn't, the fucking there was one bloke crying. Like he's seen he wanted to just tear the fucking place down. Yeah. And I'm sitting, I'm like, man, this is crazy. And then um some nurse came through and I was talking to her and and well, midwife, and she's like, um, what they're doing is and they're implementing it like the day after, where the fathers were not allowed in the delivery room until 
Like the woman was at the point where she was ready to start pushing the baby out, like active labor. So, you know, if they're in there for 10 hours and, you know, you know how quick oh. it is that their speeds up, right? So but you weren't allowed in there until they were, it was sort of time where they can start pushing. And it's like, you're off your fucking head. Like, what difference does that make? We First of all, we live together, right? If she's in the hospital, if I've got COVID at home, she's probably going to have it too. Secondly, what difference does it make whether I'm in there for 10 hours or two hours? If I've got it, you're just still going to catch it, right? Regardless. And she's like, yeah, I know, but it's just, I said, I, I, I said to her, if that happens, I'm telling you, I swear I'll kick the fucking door down. I'm not plumb serious. Yeah. You'll have to physically escort me off the property with guns to my head. Other than that, yeah. I'm not going anywhere, right? It's my fucking wife. It's my family. Yeah. She's going to need, of course, I want to be there, but more so she needs me there for support. Yeah. You're telling her she can't have a support person there, right? It's That's how ridiculous it's been. And a lot of people, a lot of mothers pushed back from that, signed online petitions, called up and emailed the, the uh, New South Wales Health, and they actually reversed it and they got rid of that, which is great. But that's right. the power of people, man. Yes. If, and that would have happened if no one spoke up, right? And enough people believed in it and go, yeah, that's justified, right? Fathers would have potentially missed because you haven't got a, it's not, it's a small window, man. You could easily miss it. Yeah. How, how many fathers miss their children being born because of that? Like there's got to be a, a line in the sand and I'm happy uh, for my, otherwise I would have been in court, right? Because it would have got turned to shit, right. but I'm happy that common sense prevailed in that case where either common sense or they've just gone, listen, we can't deal with this backlash just way too much. Yeah. And it was going to cause issues, but that's how crazy it can get if you let it. 100% dude and and go one step even worse than that. It's like what could be worse than that? They're letting elderly people die alone, mm. not able to have their children see them in the hospital or in the nursing home as they're dying. Mm. Because they, because of these protocols. And that's happened tons and tons and tons of times. Yeah. So it's just like it is it, it's it's pure evil. It is like absolutely pure needless human suffering and evil. And that's the thing. It's like, that's who we're up against. It's like, we have to not get it twisted. It's like, you're facing down like pure evil. Anyone that would allow that to happen, a person that lived their whole life, a Vietnam vet guy in a, in a nursing home or in a hospital that's on, that's about to die. And they're like, Nope, you can't come in because of these rules. It's like, it's disgusting. And they want to demoralize you and beat you down. So that, like I said before, it's like, if they can cut your finger off, they can cut off your whole hand. And they're just like, well, what, how much can we go? How far can we go? How much power can we exert? Cause they don't care about you. All they care about is you buy this product, you fall in line, you do as we say, and then we run you. Then the world is theirs. And they know that demoralization and that type of thing is, is the way that they can keep it going further. Shock you into the fear, convince the public to agree with you, and then just cause every other person to needlessly suffer until they get their way. Yeah, man. But you know what? I do feel, we'll end it. I'm, I'm, watching the time tonight you had to be off by a certain time but man I, I am it's positive it's looking more positive um definitely than it was three months ago i think yeah. more people are starting to wake up to the fact and we we you and i with the pages we run the type of pages we run we can sort of tell by the audience and the comments and the shares and the messages we get as to how people are feeling are the, the everyday person because we, we get feed direct feedback from them. Yep. So I'm very positive. You still get the odd nutcase that'll message me going, I'm going to fucking kill you when I see you. I hope you die. How dare yeah. you not get vaccinated and protect others, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, you're they're a nice, hurting. you're a nice person, aren't you? Yeah. They're hurting, man. They're, they're going yeah. through a tough time and 
I think a lot a lot of those people know that they've been lied to and they 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 feel like rightfully so um disappointed angry um and, and they're letting that out on the people that were right and they yeah. told them they were wrong three months ago so just misdirected anger when you think about it but you've got yeah. those people but man i mean it does look positive and hopefully i have a feeling it's going to be a big year before something else fucks us it's going to be a matter of time it's not if i'm telling you, it's not i don't want to be like a uh, fucking doomsday and, and be negative but it's the reality of it you have to be prepared that in my honest opinion something is coming what that will be probably climate if not bill gates keeps talking about fucking viruses and there's a bad one coming as if he would fucking know for some reason he knows everything sure. right um so something something will come but i think um at the moment it's definitely looking a lot more positive than it was a few months ago i agree but, but man listen keep doing what you're doing um, you, you, you got an important role, I think, as we all do. But man, keep it up, and and we'll chat again soon, hopefully. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think the messages, I think that message is absolutely on point, and that's exactly what I'm saying as well. It's like, be prepared because there's another crisis on the horizon, and we need to identify how obvious this one is and move through it, and make sure that we're prepared financially, mentally, socially for the next crisis. Cause it's going to come because the evil is not going to take its foot off the gas. And if it does, it won't be for very long. And we, the, I think that like the game of life is that it's yin and yang it's pushing back against the darkness and we're doing it in our own little way. And the people that are listening are doing it in their own little way. If they change one person's mind or push out one piece of content or change a family member or a friend's mind, that's giving back to the cause. And I think that we win in the end, but Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And thanks for everybody that's listening. And, um, you know, I hope to chat again soon. And hopefully at that point, uh, you know, it'll be even brighter of a picture. And I think that it will be. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. No problem, man. Pleasure.